Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, ladies and gents, ladies and gents, this is the Whiskey Therapy Podcast coming at you again. This is Magic Man on the mic. I got my brother Bane off to my left side, Mr. Mr. New Hair over here. <laughs> yo, 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 what it do, baby, what it face do, garage, man. ladies, gentlemen, and others. He's, fi- <laughs> he's finally growing a, a Corona beard now, he's growing a Corona beard. <laughs> a little late gonna, to the game. Gonna get his little hair out, he's gonna put his glasses back on, y'all ain't gonna know the act. Oh, we getting a little cool? What's Start calling me Mr. Peabody again. Hey, man, you pull the ass out, we gonna have a problem on these motherfucking streets, I got a couple, I got a couple, you know, you gotta, hey, you gotta keep it in the repertoire you never know where you're gonna end up at hey man once again i thank the new listeners the old listeners uh you know folks you're sending us you're putting us in group chats talking to your girlfriends about us we we all appreciate it we mm-hmm. appreciate every listen you give us uh spread the word man whiskey therapy podcast i'll start off yeah. uh early getting, getting getting the alcohol out the way uh so whiskey therapy podcast if you are a new listener uh every week we come in with a different bottle of whiskey or bourbon or something like that and we we give our thoughts on it uh sometimes we go back and forth right it ain't too many bottles of whiskey that we like we don't like nasty ones so uh, i'm actually going back to one of my oldie but goodies man i'm on gentleman jack today i'll show you the Ooh, bottle man okay gentleman jack today um 80 proof so i'm taking it easy today it's like a uh, sugar water to me uh-huh. uh i got my special coffee today you know like i said a little little, little coffee little gentleman jack uh what else i got now locally sourced honey for people with allergies a uh, little bit of brown sugar and a little bit of hot chocolate man Ooh, that's a little bit of a little bit of a little bit right there mm. Ain't it? Yeah, you always was one of those motherfuckers could never be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I want a little bit of everything. <laughs> I want a little bit of all of Shots it. Shots fired. Ah, Shots hey, fired. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good people, good people. What you on, man? So I'm sipping on this. Uh, I switched over, man. I saw this. It's just called Jack Ryan uh, Single Malt Irish Whiskey. Oh, not Jack Ryan. I got to do my homework because I don't know the difference between, you know, Kentucky bourbon or regular whiskey and Irish whiskey. So I didn't make it to that check because I've been a little busy this week doing what I do. Okay. But... It is 46, uh, 46% alcohol by volume. Oh, so, you know, that's high for me. 92 proof, man. Look at you, man. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for me, that's a... Uh, See, man, he start growing his beard out. He start, drinking real, he start drinking real alcohol hey, when he grows his beard know, out. One day I might just be, you know, sipping on just some regular scotch, you know. Hey, man, look at this we'll shit right here, happened. man. Uh, but it's going to be a wonderful morning. A little tired this morning, but I'm, I'm moving around, getting around, doing the things that I do. And we're going to see what happens with this right here. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys because you can't see it because we're sitting down. I'm, I'm going to tell you about Bane's outfit today. <laughs> Yo, I didn't guy. know it was an outfit. This guy. <laughs> hey, what did that girl tell me I was? At, uh, shout out to uh, Island 1515. What she tell me I was? <laughs> she told me I was like challenged or some shit. <laughs> Talking about my wardrobe. Hey, man. Hey, man. What's this? This is motherfucking fishing shirt. Fishing hey, shirt, though. He got coffee, sweatpants, baby, and his sweatpants are tucked into his cowboy boots. Boo. <laughs> Like Welcome to Texas, hey, baby. Man, I don't know what the fuck Corona's Tejas. doing to y'all, but this is Pete Corona right mm. here, man. A- AKA Old Mexico. Yeah, this is. Let's this go. Is, that's all you missing is the big belt with the buckle. Hey, let's this, go. Man. The pistol getting away. You can't have a big belt. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. If I can have a gold to match my knife, I'd probably get one. I can't. I can't. But but, but speaking of pistols, we're gonna talk about some. Uh, we're gonna talk about some of the Biden plan. Uh, now that now that we have President elect Biden Ooh, and Kamala Harris on the election, speed right here. It's real. <laughs> this Good is our morning. post-election podcast, so we're going to hit the low-hanging fruit today, um, mm. which is the election. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit, and we'll talk about some other things. I want to start, though, because now we got a, we got a, we got a preferred engineer back, back, back behind, the, uh, behind the boys right there. He's pulling up, pulling up sites for me, so I can do live research and shit. Um, so shout-out to, uh, to our engineer. Uh, we were having a conversation coming in <clears throat> about relationships, and there was a book he read. What's the name of the book he read? I shout it out. The Go-Giver. The Go-Giver. 
So um, he's reading a book called The Go-Giver, but I, and I won't get into to that piece specifically, but what we were, were getting at, uh, me being a little older and being in my career for a while, um, are the importance of relationships, right? And, um, and I was telling him, I said, you know, I've moved around a lot, right? I had a lot of, lot of jobs. I've worked for myself uh, a few times, so, so contract work and stuff like that. And I'll say everything except for maybe my first job has been based off of the relationships I have, right? Regardless, uh, I've, I've applied for other jobs. I've done the, uh, the headhunter thing. I've done the LinkedIn, the uh, Dice, whatever it is. And I could be the most qualified, right? It'll look like they wrote the job requisition from my resume and still not get a phone call, not even get an email about what's going on, right? Um, but I've gotten other gigs where, let's say, on paper, when it looks like the role, it doesn't match my resume. But because I know the person that's that's doing the hiring, um, I get the gig. Right. And I excel at the gig. And, you know, that's that, that's how it goes. So I, I, I'll say this to people, uh, no matter where you are in your career, if you're not doing a not doing a good job or you're not doing any uh, networking or trying to foster or build relationships with people, um, you should start now. It's never too late to start, especially in times coming out of the pandemic where the job market is trash. Um, the, the people that are getting jobs now that I know personally are because of relationships that they've grown and cultivated over years. Uh, whether you've known that person for, for, for one year and you got really cool or you've known them for 10 or 15 years. So just a little nugget for people out there uh, who are struggling right now. Um, you know, if, if the job boards aren't working for you, man, start reaching out to some of the people you know. And seeing mm -hmm. if they have anything around. Also, this is the time to you know for people to humble themselves. Yeah, <laughs> because you know, and, and I had a conversation somewhat somewhat to that the other day at work. Especially now when it's almost at a point where you may have to look outside of your box yeah, a little buddy. bit, mm -hmm. and you may have to do something that you don't normally do. Mm -hmm. Whether it's something that's this still equal along the lines of of your your pay scale mm -hmm. or your lifestyle, or like you said, you might have to humble yourself. But the people who are going to give you those jobs that uh, per se don't match your resume yeah. are, are those people that know you and mm -hmm. those relationships that you foster over time. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely get where you're going coming out, especially coming out of this right now, because this work is hard to find for some people. Yeah, man. It's, it's difficult. It's, 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 it's terrible, man. And, and I will say uh, with that, before we, we, we segue into some, some, some bullshit and then we get back to some serious stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I'm going to ask everybody who, 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 who voted, um, for the loser in the election, um, for the loser, how, how great do y'all feel? How the loser? Does America feel great to you right now? Just feel great? Just a question. <laughs> Just throwing it out there, right? Um, and, the, and for those of you who are who are scared uh, about the new administration coming in with new sanctions, man, uh, you know I'm hearing a lot of stuff about the oil and gas industry, and we're scared about the the, the bans on fracking and all that stuff. And I will say, look, uh, if you go back and look at when we had hundred dollar oil. And look who was in office at the time. You should be able to answer your own question, right? Um, so let's let's not let's not jump to conclusions. Let's not let's not um, go out there and start start scaring people um, for shit. Because look look, the price of oil wasn't you know below forty dollars when Obama was in office. So just FYI, um, you know you had your Republican in office and the economy supposed to be better, but now the the economy for most people that are working is not you not good, right? The economy for billionaires is great. So when is it not? Exactly. <laughs> when, when is it not? <laughs> so I want people to be. I want people to, to. One, I want them to temper their expectations of the new administration coming in. But two, I also want you to try to avoid as much as you can um, people trying to scare the shit out of you, yeah. right? 
because there's always a there's always a, 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 a gray area where we kind of operate in. We never go one way too far and never go the other way too far, with the exception of even uh, this past administration with the racism and all the other bullshit. Um, but for the most part, racism and politics have gone hand in hand um, with religion since the country started. So mm-hmm. that's nothing new to us. Um, I'm going to throw it to Bane. Bane, you have something you want to get off your chest. Yeah, it's a couple things. Uh, first, along the lines of what you said is, you know, we got somebody new in office. Mm-hmm. But I don't want people to think that that's going to fix their life, mm. you know. And, and it's kind of like a long life. I feel like that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah. It's like don't expect stuff to automatically change and now all of a sudden your life is going to be, you know, ten times better than it was. Right. Just because somebody different is in the spot, mm. even though it was some bullshit in the spot before. Right. So so don't depend on that and don't don't put all your ducks in one basket and think that things are going to be so much greater and so much better. Right. Because a, a change in power – it has not happened, just a change in face. Hey. You know. So that's my first thing. Uh, mm-hmm. The conversation we were having, uh, of course, you know, I prefer Biden over, over Trump any day. My biggest concern with him is is the, the gun policies that he would like to install, mm-hmm. like like to push. Yes. Uh, I feel like it's the more restrictions that you put on people who follow the law. Mm-hmm. You, you you put a little you give a little you give a little you give a little then after a while you look back and you realize you gave up a lot yes and it's always a little bit at a time and a little bit at a time mm-hmm. so when I go back over looking at his his gun policies and then also not on, just on top of that the fact that he's talking about like making Beto like the head of the gun stuff you know mm-hmm. for that you know the guy that said I'm gonna come take your ARs yes and then come back and says well we're not gonna take them but it's gonna be a a mandatory buyback right. But we don't know exactly what's going to happen if you don't. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things I worry about, not just from the the uh, aspect of wanting to protect my family or protect the people I care about, mm. but then I also think about the fact that most laws hit minorities harder than they hit other people. Fair point. So that means now it's going to be even more difficult, mm-hmm. you know, for the average person, mm-hmm. and then even worse for the average minority person. Right. So, and that's why the, the laws, you know, if, whether it's, you know, no more buying uh, handguns or any kind of firearms or ammo online. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I'm restricted to the businesses that are around me, right? Which means the ability to get them from all over the place mm-hmm. makes prices keep, be a little more decent because yes. I can get it from somewhere else. Right. Now, take for, even though you, you still got to go to an FFL if it's a firearm. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're getting it without a background check. And we're not even getting into universal background checks. We're just talking about the regular right. criminal background just, checks. Just regular now. background checks that we have now. Right. Or if I want to ammo, what if I shoot something that, that most people don't shoot so they don't carry it locally because nobody buys it? Yes. Now I can't even get it online. Mm-hmm. So all these little things, the more you restrict it, you just keep bringing the circle smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. Until sooner or later you look at the circle and it's like, well, shit, I don't have nowhere to go. Right. And that's what I'm worried about. Okay. Okay. And I will say – when he initially sent me the text message, I, I went, I went crazy on the other side, right? And, and here's why: not what I mean the other side, where I'm anti-gun because he knows I'm not, uh, and everybody who knows me knows I'm not. Um, <laughs> and I, I do know historically there there has been there has been times where. Uh, you know, if the government knew you had guns, they come and take your guns, right? And then right after they take your guns, somebody comes and then eats your food in your house, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, shit happens, right? So I I, I do know that Separate. that's there. Soldiers <laughs> not supposed to occupy your space. 
they're not supposed to occupy it. <laughs> but <laughs> the people <laughs> who do it are soldiers. <laughs> so <laughs> here's, here's you the, can't do nothing because they took all your shit. Yeah, here's the other part. Yeah, that's when we get to the militia part, and that's a different conversation. Um, so uh, it, the conversation started between us. Uh, Bane sent me a YouTube clip um, of a guy that's that's been um, he's been pro gun, pro NRA, uh, pro Second Amendment. Uh, his name is Coleon Noir. Uh, you can look him up on, on YouTube if you want to. Um, guy from Texas, actually, uh, a lawyer, I believe, is 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 what was his uh, occupation before he started making YouTube videos. He has a channel. Um, so in his video, he has a couple of videos, and one of the videos that Bain sent me was a video saying that Biden was going to take your guns. Right. That's like the headline of the video to get you to click on it. Right. And I forget, that's a couple hundred thousand views or some shit like that. Um, so my my first response, because I have watched his videos before and said I, I am a I am a gun enthusiast. Uh, so he does gun. He does gun reviews and stuff like that. So I watch any gun review um, that I can find before I go buy a gun or decide not to buy a gun or just to know overall knowledge about what's coming out uh, in the market. And um, my first response to the video Bane sent me was, you know, he's sponsored by the NRA. Right. Uh, now, Bane hadn't hadn't seen the guy before the video popped up. But I know him, so my first response was, he's sponsored by the NRA. And what I meant by that is um, he has a financial tie to to the Second Amendment, to the NRA, and to gun manufacturers, right? That's how he makes his money. Um, and so what I, what I thought about was the last time that uh, ammo was scarce. We had an ammo shortage where you couldn't get it at uh, Walmart and stuff like that. And it was during the Obama administration. I'll tell you when it happened. Uh, it happened in 08 and it happened again in 12 when he got reelected. Um, the, the, the industries that are saying they're going to be hit the hardest by the Democrats are the industries that benefit the most when Democrats are in office. Um, and this goes for the gun industry. I got it. Uh, we go. This goes for the the gun industry too, because I remember when Obama got elected the first time and the second time, I walked into Collectors Firearms, uh, which is a very overpriced uh, gun store in Houston, right off of Fonzer, right? It's like the GameStop. <laughs> it's the GameStop of, of <laughs> gun stores, right? You're never going to yeah, get what yeah. you need for your trade in value, and the shit yeah. you're buying is going to be a hundred dollars overpriced. Yeah, this is with the Walmart. Yeah, there's a sign. As soon as you walk in on that front where they have uh, the 1911s and stuff on the front, there was a sign that they posted uh, before Obama was elected and right after that said, Obama's coming for your guns. Now, with that, every gun they had in that shelf price went up by $100 or $200. Prices of ARs went from $800 to $1,600, right? And the ammo shortage happened. Now, Obama never took your guns, and Vice President Biden was, was the vice president at the time. Uh, even though the policies, Biden has been a politician for over 40 years. He's been saying this stuff for a while. Uh, other Democrats have been saying this stuff for a while. It just doesn't happen. So I, I want to caution people, and where I understand where Bain is coming from, and, and I don't want anybody coming to take my gun, so I'll, I'll say full stop there. Um, I also want to caution people that that's just not how politics works. They come out with this. And they end up with this, right? So it'll be 10%. So it'll be something like a universal background check or something that they end up at. And they'll end up putting increased restrictions on AR, saying that maybe you need a, um, you need a, a, a trust to get an AR now, right? They'll put it in the same category as SBR, and that'll be it. Well, that's what you're hoping, though. But, uh, history says they don't – see, politicians so, so this, this don't do shit. Thing, though, <laughs> is you have somebody that's, that's strongly running with this in mind. Yes. Enough to put it on his website and say, this is my gun plan. I completely agree. <laughs> okay. And you look at some of the individual restrictions, stuff like trying to 
make the gun companies responsible if somebody uses their gun to commit a crime. Yes, there there is a lawsuit I think against you Cabela's know, because of that. Um, yes. You know, you you talk about well the ammunition and the universal background mm-hmm. checks. Where now, I can't sell a gun to you that I know. Yes. Without going through a universal background check, and now we got to go through an FFL. Yes. And all this extra, uh, mm-hmm. these extra steps, mm-hmm. which really is just making the government more money, one. Correct. And two, allowing them to track more stuff. Yes. Okay. Then you take into considerations, uh, they saying, uh, or they're saying uh, no magazines with more than supposedly 10 rounds. Yeah. It's, it's a magic like, like California or something like, like that. Kind of like, there. yeah, similar to yeah. California. Yeah. Uh, saying that, you know, that's that's better as far as, you know, there wouldn't be as many, as many uh, casualties Yes. And he's bad. If he has to reload. Yes. If he has to reload. Mm-hmm. Which you and I know is is all kind of bullshit. You yes know, and if, no. If somebody wants to do something and they're trained. Yes. This is. Let me let me let me counter to that. Let me counter to that there. Um, so I'm going to play devil's advocate just on the other side. But I'm still on the side of guns. But I'm going to play devil's advocate to, to a couple of points that people make. Um these these radical and let me use a different word because I hate when uh, the news media uses it. Um, so these overcorrections, let's say, uh, where it seems like overcorrections of laws you normally happen or come out, or politicians say them right after an event happens. So right after a mass shooting happens, right where uh, somebody goes into a school or a church or a club and shoots yeah, the shit it's, up. It's right? an emotional response. It's an emotional response because they're they're required. They they know their fan base wants them to have a response. Right, right. And nine times out of ten, the shit doesn't happen. Right, but they say it. And they make you feel better in the moment, and then they hope you forget about it in six months. So yes, part of it is me saying, yeah, I hope he's just saying this shit, and then in six months it goes the other way. Well, see, that's how I felt. Yeah, at first. Mm-hmm. But then when I start looking at like the stuff that, that he's got like a whole policy and he wants these things done, yeah. it's like this didn't go away. Yes. So so at yes. first I was like, okay, maybe this is just an emotional response because you always see it. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. I talk to the parents of the kids and mm-hmm. I talk to this person and that person and this should never happen. Yes. And then you come down further like we are now mm-hmm. and you start looking at the fact that, okay, now you got somebody in a position where they can press harder for it to happen. I com- completely agree uh, that he's uh, he's president instead of vice president. Um, but but as I said, he was in cabinet before as the second man in charge and the shit didn't happen. Right. So I'm just I'm just going by a politician's history, not by what he wants to do, not by what he can do, because he can do shit. Right. Especially now that Trump came out of office and told people I could just make a decision and y'all just fucking deal with it. Right. So, so, I, I ain't leaving. Right. 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 I ain't leaving. I, this yeah. Bitch. I just make a decision. I make an executive order and y'all just got to fucking deal with it. Right. You got to sue. Well, me I mean, we all know better than that. So but but it's still it's still in the realm of possibility. I don't I don't I don't doubt you. But I will say where, where as a society, do we need to draw a line between I need a gun or let's say even three. Right. You get a handgun, you get a rifle, you get a shotgun. So let's is it necessary? Is it necessary for any citizen to have more than that in their home? Well, I mean, but then you're asking yourself, like, is it necessary to have more than than three different kind of cars? I got a truck, a motorcycle yes. and a car. Yes. Is anything else necessary? Yes. I understand. But outside of outside of outside of shooting things and killing them, what uses do gun have? I can come up with uses for cars, right? I can come up with uses for cars. Now you can still mm-hmm. kill people in cars. It happens. But I can come up with a use for a car outside of one thing. In fact, outside of killing people. More people get killed in cars. Right. But I can come up with a use for cars outside of killing people. Can you come up with a use for guns outside of killing things? 
right? Yeah, they look great. They're awesome. They're so all collector all items. What so if it's a collector saying, item? So here's 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 where I'm going with it, right? So um, so yeah, but what if what if it's a collector item? I got completely. So so I now you just is, you see what I mean? But collector's the thing, item. The the thing is health though, and safety. Is you still have you're you're limiting our rights as individuals. I, I I completely understand where you're going with it. America was never based on what we need. <laughs> so if that's what you're talking about, you are gonna lose that battle. We in America. Ain't nothing I'm just, in America about what we like need. Like I said, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I mean, advocate. how many pair of shoes you need? I'm just saying I'm playing devil's advocate. Right. You know, do you need to have them personalized? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker here. As I, as I have two pair, as I have two personalized pair that just came. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Which, so, so, which, which funny point, I want to I hit that because he's an asshole, but I want to go into it. Get that. Uh, My motherfucking shoes, customized, guess where they were shipped from? Where? China. <laughs> Motherfucker ain't close this goddamn China boy. Man, I catch coronavirus in my fucking shoes, man. <laughs> it took him longer than two weeks to get here. Shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, the fuck it didn't. <laughs> this motherfucker ain't close these goddamn borders. I only ordered him a week ago. Yeah, this motherfucker ain't close these goddamn borders, man. I'm getting shit shit from China with, with funny shit on the packaging, man. I fucking yeah, catch coronavirus I can't read in my body. <laughs> what is this? Mandanese? Chandanese? What is this shit? Shit, it's fucking fucking catch corona in my box, man. And, that, and so that's, anyway, go that's, that's my thing, though, is, is when we start talking about what we need. That's the government telling us what we need. This is what you need. And now I got an issue with that. Yeah, but what, how's, now, how's it now, different than the speed limit? How's it different than the legal, uh, illegal alcohol limit, right? Like people, what I'm saying is people need boundaries, right? Yeah. I there comes I a line when you go too far. Can I buy a bazooka and have a bazooka legally? No. Okay, so we got boundaries. I, I understand. We already got boundaries. The question I, is how far are we going to let them keep chopping? They keep chopping away. Yeah. And then they keep chopping away. And sooner or later, you're going to realize how much they actually took. So here's where I get to here's where I get to the point of uh, this or, is my. Or you can have ammo, but you can't have hollow points. Right, but here's here's why here's why I get to the point of no, oh self defense ammo. You, you need Sorry. you need rules. Yeah, personal protection. Uh, you you need you need <laughs> rules for some people because some people are fucking idiots. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. So this is where I get right. You it's like, it's like a child, rules, right? Yeah. You can't let children just run the fucking muck. And what I'm saying is, there there are rule there there are stuff in the in the Constitution. So the the the, the Second Amendment that people are using for the forming uh, forming a militias, right? So now you have these groups that decide they don't like the election results, right? Or they don't like uh, the mandatory mask mandate that's happening in their state. And they, as a militia under the Second uh, Second Amendment of the Constitution, allegedly uh, decide they want to kidnap the fucking governor of Michigan. Right. And what do they have? They have the body armor. They have the rifles. They have all the training and shit to go and try to and try to pull it off. And they were stopped right now. I get where you're going and I get where it's always a slippery slope. Right. It's like censorship. It's a slippery mm-hmm. slope. It's some shit that you don't need to see on TV, but you don't want to be like China. Right. Yeah. Where the media is right. control. controlling but, everything. But, but yeah. all I'm saying is and, and this is a question more than than a statement. This is we need to do something to fix mass shootings. We need to do something that, that fixes the problem of uh, private citizens deciding they're going to kidnap a government official, right? Yeah, and I, and I agree with that. And, and so that's, that's, that's we, we do, but the problem is, is that when you make certain rules, like you say, we need to, to do something about mass shootings. We absolutely do. Mm-hmm. But like we all know, yeah. the rules don't apply to criminals. Because criminals don't give a fuck about the rules. I completely, under, I completely agree with so, what you're saying. So, to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Well, to an extent. To an extent. I, I get it. Because there are laws extent. that keep that have kept criminals off the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? There, there are laws that and have there kept laws them off that the kept non-criminals off the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shout out to Camilla Harris, right? Anyway, hey. uh, 
But top cop, baby. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Flashlight, shout cop. Shout but, out to top cop. It's <laughs> top flight security of the world. Huh. Get him. <laughs> Go ahead. Gonna arrest him, Craig. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he's so silly. Uh, so my my point is. I feel like the restrictions are going to get smaller and smaller and smaller, and then, and this is these are our steps towards continuing that. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't I, think these restrictions are going to stop mass shootings. No, and I get the fear. The fear is they're going to put laws in place that restrict uh, law-abiding citizens instead of the intent, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's always where it goes, and right? I, yeah. Does it does it do does it get to the desired intent, right? Is the end goal there? And some of the stuff that he puts on there, the, the end goal isn't there, right? It's just exactly. It's just we're going to ban this. We're going to ban it. Now I will say. That like I said, there, I still think there becomes a point where there's excess. Even if you have three cars, I think it's, I think some of that shit's excessive, right? But that's mm-hmm. that's excessive in a point where it's just financially excessive to you. It doesn't kill people when you have more than three, right? It's just fucking excessive, right? It is what oh, it is. Man, don't kill people. Um, that have more than three guns. Um, that don't kill people. People kill people. That's right. I understand, but that's why I get well. The people, are the ones that need the rules, not the guns. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not yeah. disagreeing. Yeah, they with are, you. but I'm not disagreeing with you. But I just there, there still needs to be. If we can agree on, there still needs to be some mechanism in place to fix the shit that we have now, and and so, yeah. and even the laws we have in place now uh, don't do, or even the, the measures we took in place, like oh, we're going to put police officers in schools now. We see how fucked up that's been. Oh yeah, uh, for, for well, yeah, cops don't even want to go in. I, exactly. So I'm just like yeah, you know, and and there's absolutely no correlation between how many guns a person has and how many people get killed. It, it, it is not. It is not. There's no correlation between there's, it. There's no correlation between it. Um, and I don't want to get to the point where here's, here's the here's the part about arresting people and stopping shit like the, the militias in Michigan. Uh, we also don't want to get to a point like uh, what was happening in the Avengers and other shit where um, I think it was Minority Report where you want to arrest people before the crime oh, happens. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So we also don't want to go there. Mm. Um, you say the cogs or the cogs. Sometimes yeah. they're wrong. I, we, we also don't want to go there. But some shit is going to have to happen right but i just i just so i'm i'm agreeing with the shit needs to happen some of the stuff that people are saying is not it's not going to fix it it's not going to remedy but um the 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 fear mongering and and what people are doing now i just want people to understand that there is there is a real concern which bane and i are are discussing but there's also more of a financial impact to these folks mm-hmm. because politicians historically don't do most of the shit they say they're going to do. So that's just where I am. They, they, they don't do most. They have the capability of yeah, doing it. I just don't want to bank on that. I, I, and that's, and well, and, and not even that. Should, I'm just concerned that, that, granted, better than Trump, by all means, yeah. you know, out the door. But, but now we this have to is get just real. a part of him that concerns me. Yeah, but now, but now we have to get realistic about who we have in office now. Yeah, exactly. Right? And what's coming. Yeah. Right? We and have you got to look at, it's, it. it's like... Instead of trying to enforce the rules that we have, mm-hmm. you want to make harsher rules. Well, yes. if you can't enforce the rules you have now, yes, it's not going to do anything. Then what are, what's the point of making more rules? It's 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 it's, it's not. Uh, and now now say say they do say okay, you have to mandatory sell back your automatic rifles. Not automatic. Yeah, your auto, your semi-automatic rifles. Sure. Right. Now you as an individual, as a mm-hmm. law-abiding citizen, you have to mm-hmm. make a choice. Mm-hmm. Do I sell these all back? However many you may have as an individual, whether you mm-hmm. stockpile or not. I have none. Which also they were saying uh, uh, they don't want you to stockpile. Like, I have guns or ammunition. Oh, and they I said you can only government. buy. One of them was like, it was crazy. Like, you can limit it to one gun a month. That's just so silly. I mean, 
that's a challenge. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, that's just silly. Like, that sounds like a challenge. I mean, on one hand, okay, maybe I'm looking for a couple of certain things and they happen to come available. Now I got to decide which one. But other than that, it's like one gun a month, so I can have twelve guns a year. That's just retarded, right? But Shut here's up. but here's but here's the whole but here's the hole in in in, in any of that stuff. Well, right? Before we get there, what I want to say was now you as a law-abiding citizen, you have to make a decision. Yes. Whether or not if you want to let go of these weapons mm-hmm. legally, because if you don't now, you're doing something illegal. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And living in the society that we live in, mm-hmm. where racism is still high, mm-hmm. right, and we still are concerned about what could ever happen if we ended up in a race war? Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. You're thinking about your, your, your safety. Mm-hmm. Now you have to worry about now what do I do as, a, as an individual? I got family. I got a good job. I don't want to yes. do something illegal to mess all this stuff up. Yes. But at the same time, I got to protect them. So now the struggle for us mm-hmm. has become even worse. I, I understand. I understand and, 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 I, and I agree with the concern. Here's where I shoot holes in their policies of wanting to do that, right? Uh, There's a lot of holes. I just don't like the fact they want to. No, no, no. There. So, 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 in the ability to execute it, right? So, one is we don't have a national registration method for guns that you buy without having a trust, right? There's no registration method, right? You write they write it down when you buy the gun, but you can also sell it to a private buyer, and it's yeah. not in your possession anymore. Or you could buy it from a private at least, buyer, at least in the state of Texas. Yeah, and it's not in your possession anymore, right? So yeah. the first thing of mandatory sellback is you don't know who has guns. You don't know where the guns are. Right. Oh yeah. And it's, it it's, take, ob- it's obstacles. It's definitely obstacles. Right. So, so what I'm saying is, I don't like the idea of so, it. So, what I'm saying is, where they're going to end up, where they're going to best case scenario is restrictions on new purchases. Right. So, if you have your shit, you have your shit. But new purchases is probably where they're going to end up. And yeah, it could be fucked up. But what it's going, what that's going to cause is going to cause a run on guns, and the gun manufacturer is going to make a shitload of money in the, in the meantime. Um, so, I just. I'm looking at it from all the different cogs of what's going on and why certain people are saying certain messages at certain times. And I'm just saying that there's a capitalist intent for some of these things. Now, there's a real concern for us. The other part I'll say about people that have guns and that are concerned about the government, not criminals, but the government coming and taking their guns. And so they want to form militias and they want to do this other stuff. Let me tell you. You going to tell them like Biden told them? Bitch, we got F4s. Exactly. You ain't doing nothing. Exactly. The shit the government has. That's what Biden said. Your militia ain't yeah, shit. The shit the government Basically. has, your guns ain't going to fucking save you. Let me tell you this. As a private citizen, the shit the police department has. No, ain't going to save you. Your guns ain't going to do shit. But, and that's why whenever I have these conversations, I don't like to look at it from a militia standpoint. With the oh. government, I always like to look at it as as, as, as self defense and protecting myself Again, from, against a private citizen. Yes, yes, and and against private citizen parties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what I mean. They do call them parties. Yeah, yes. parties. You know yes. to put it the best way I can put it. That's why I always like to look at it because you and I both know you're not gonna fight the government. You're not gonna fight the government. It's just you're just not gonna do it. No. And, and most people that think they are, no. then y'all don't hang around with they, those people. They, they because killing people like they playing PlayStation. Yeah, bro. yeah. They, they pushing X. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know people that they literally sit in rooms and play video games and kill real people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, they're pushing, they're pushing X. On they the they literally right? sit there and they get paid to fly stuff that's way, way, way away from here and yes. kill shit. Yeah, they're pushing to get like Call of Duty. Like, which yeah. drone am I going to take today? Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, weapons yeah. do I want on? Yeah, this yeah. Drone? Uh, uh, who, who's who's working this week? Because I want to get some upgrades. Exactly. <laughs> on the government. That's that shit, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I agree with you right there. If you think you're gonna not, beat the government, you can get not, that up. But but pri- but private citizenry, uh, yes, I get. It. I just I know there needs to be something. I don't know what it is, but I I agree with you that the shit that's that's being proposed ain't it. Yeah. It it ain't it, right? And I want to say that. So I, I agree with you. The shit that proposed ain't it. So this is where we get to the point of 
now you get to the elected officials that are underneath the president and getting their attention as to here's what really makes sense. Here's what would do something because this doesn't do anything. Right. This doesn't get the intended. Actually, it doesn't get what you say it's intended, intended to do. Yeah. It may yeah. get what well, you, you want, want it, yeah. but not. But yeah, but not what you're saying. It, it is, may get but not another, what you're selling. Yeah, it'll get another intent, but it ain't the shit. That yeah, you're it might not to clean the carpet, here. but it beat the shit out of somebody. Exactly. Another thing is they also tell them, hey, what you want is never gonna make it, but this is what will or possibly will make it. Yes. You might not be able to get 100%, but yeah. maybe if we bring it down here to about 35, 40, you might be able to get this done. Yeah, and this comes back to 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 to, to my thoughts on, on politicians really not giving a fuck about solving a problem. No, no. They don't give a fuck about solving a problem. No, they don't. Because the don't. shit that they're putting, the shit that they're throwing at the wall ain't solving the fucking problem. It's, it's, uh, it's the same thing. It's, they're still playing off emotions. Yeah. And this is the thing about Trump. Trump was just an emotional speaker. Oh, yeah. And he played off the emotions. Oh yeah. The bottom line is just he played off the emotions of people that we didn't like. He finessed the shit instead out of, of our, 70 instead million of ours. He finessed the shit out of seventy you know what million I mean? people. Yes. But if you get somebody like Barack, yes, then now he's emotionally playing off of somebody else. Yes, and and both of them were selling hope. Yeah, selling hope. Both of them, but just different hope. people. Just they were different selling people. Hope and they just were selling different types of people. That's it. And that's it. And 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 that's what the thing is is we can't help it as Americans because our country has been built on hope. And on and on faith, you know. Of course, yeah. you know we can have that talk. You know, one day when we when when people are ready, because we always ready. But it's always been built on emotional grounds. Yeah. And the question is, who can reach out emotionally to the most people? Yeah. When you hear Trump talking, and then he starts to stutter and wave his hands. That's the real Trump, mm-hmm. not the one that's reading off the screen. No. You know, the one that's, that's, that's talking about, oh, there's some good people in there and, you know, some good people on both sides. And even though they're screaming, you know, this is our America and yada, yada, yada. Mm. And he gets upset and he's talking shit to reporters. That's real Trump. Yeah. And the same thing with Biden when they, when they first or beta, when they first thing they start talking about is, oh, well, I talked to the kids, parents. And it was tragic. Yeah, it's yeah, all emotional yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. still not saying nothing that's yeah. going to solve the actual issue no, or the actual problems that we have. Y'all full of shit. Yeah. And so we as people have to look past that and say. I'm not worried about all that. I understand it. I sympathize with people on this side. Mm. You know, the shit on this side of us, whatever. But what are you really trying to do? And that's why when I when I, when I read this stuff and when I went back and looked it up, I say, okay, these little things are little steps that concern me in the long run. Yeah, because they're, they're adding up to something big. Exactly. Right? And you know, and you know, as I know, they ain't adding up to what they're saying it's adding no, up to. No, right? no, no. They, 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 they always thing. got a bigger picture. Yeah, yeah, than, yeah, yeah. That than math thing. We right. can't even see. Yes. That math in that. So I, I'll, no. I'll, I'll, I'll say, I said to this, it sounds like I think human beings prefer being finessed. Oh, yeah. They feel better about it. Yeah. Like, I just on the whole, and this goes to, you know, this goes past politics. Is it just that, like, as you, like do we just want to be finessed? Do we want to be lied to? Does that make us feel more comfortable that we're lied to every fucking day? We lie, we're lied to when we go to when we go to work. We're lied to saying that, hey, you're part of the community and this is a work family, and then you're the first person that gets fucking fired. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to your politicians, and they lie to you and say, yes, I'm going to change shit, and they don't change shit, and then you still vote them in. You go in your relationships, and the motherfucker lies to you and say, I'm going to be this type of person to you, and mm-hmm. then you get there, and they ain't that type of person, and, and you, you still stay, stay in a relationship. You stay there. Right? Yep. You go to your church. They do the same thing. They sell you 
hope. They sell you on the fucking building fund that's been going on for the last 30 goddamn years, and you ain't got a new doorknob, <laughs> and you still go back and you spend your <laughs> yeah, money. Yeah, loan a building. Yeah, and you go back and you and you still spend money. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it speaks to me to a larger point. Like, I think people just like being finessed. People want, I think people want to be finesse because it makes them feel good. It's, it's, it's just people are emotional. They don't want to deal with, with truth and, and facts, mm. and they don't want to be caught out on their shit. Yeah. And they don't like to be told the, the truth when it comes to issues. And it's, it's, it's like one of the things I, I always look at. You watch the news, some 16-year-old kid breaking somebody's house and gets shot. Mm-hmm. The next day, his mom is on there. Well, I can't believe they shot yeah, him, and and yeah. oh my god, and and he's such a great kid. No, the yeah. fuck he not. He in somebody's house robbing him. Yeah, he got shot because those are possible consequences when you do the shit that you do. Yeah. So don't get on TV the next day. I understand that you hurt mm. and that you're emotional, mm. but you're never gonna see me or the people that I hang out with say, "Oh yeah, that should have never happened," and and that's just horrible. No. That kid made some bad decisions, mm. put himself in a bad place, and bad shit happened to him. Mm. Right? You play stupid games, you get stupid fucking prizes. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you a question. Because now I'm just thinking about shit and, and people being finessed. Uh, do you think we're conditioned to be susceptible to being finessed? And I say that to, to get to this. Um, the people that I've come across in my lifetime that are hardest to finesse, right? They're always looking for the angle are the people who have the, um, I'll say the average or less than average education, right? So it's, it's, it's country folks, it's hood folks. It's harder to finesse them on shit than it is to finesse somebody that works, you know, in corporate America that has a degree or two degrees. Uh, I don't know if that's been your, uh, your experience, but I'm just thinking back to, just just some of the shit, so how, how apprehensive they are to certain things. Now, there's one big way to finesse those people. It's always church. Mm-hmm. There's one big way to finesse them. And that's because of the emotional attachment. Yeah, but everything outside of that, oh, they'll second guess everything. Yeah. Right? Uh, this ain't really the price. What else you fucking want? Don't nobody just give me money for free? Well, you know, <laughs> you know I, I, think, I think part of it falls to the fact that when you have less, you're more concerned about losing it. All right. Okay. Okay. I think that as an individual where, say, you or, or not just have less, but you live a simple life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whether you're out in the country or you're, out, or you're in the hood. And you also got to think about people in the hood. It's always somebody trying to get something. Yeah. I can't speak for the country because I never lived in the country. Mm-hmm. So you, you're very concerned and always thinking about, okay, what's the angle? Mm-hmm. What are they trying to get at? What they want? Yeah. You know, small talk. You know, you, you know us. The person that talked the most. That's the motherfucker you got to keep an eye on all the time, <laughs> all the time, because they trying to work their way into something. Yeah. It's something they want. Yes. And, and then when you ask them a direct question, they don't like it. Yes. When you just say, hey, wait a minute, look, man, what do you want? Shout out to the presidential debates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, well, you know, presidential debates, they always talk around everything. It's, it's never a real answer. It's never yeah. an answer from anybody. Yeah. Shout, you know? shout, out, shout out to you politicians out in the world. And, and the thing about a lot of church stuff is they sell that if you just come here, regardless of what's happening, you just feel better. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're not going to fix good. it, but you're no. going to feel better. No, they'll sell feel good. Yeah. And, and they'll, kick, they'll kick fixing it down the, down the street. Yeah. Right. They'll yeah. kick that can down the road. Well, mm-hmm. you, you got to come back next week. Well, come back again. 
Well, did you come on Wednesday? Well, well, just, well, what about just keep Saturday? having faith. Yeah. We'll just come keep back believing. on Sunday. Just keep working. Just keep trying. Yeah. In the meantime, I heard you got a promotion. Did you up your tides? I didn't see your tides mm-hmm. come in. You know we got PayPal now. Cash app, <laughs> Venmo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, uh, preferably Because <laughs> can't nobody steal it <laughs> It's easy Unless you're in P-Valley And you, mm. you're paying with cash mm. Or if you're in like Texas And you want to fly around In a fucking helicopter Hey in Church, church Hey That's so, a lot of fuel I don't even know What kind of fuel helicopter Does that take unleaded? <laughs> what that bitch run on? No it doesn't <laughs> What's that run on? Hope Boy <laughs> 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 I've been I've been some places boy mm, All y'all fucking hope Fills up those, uh, those private planes and those helicopters. Uh, I was in a spot one time, no lie. The dude with the helicopter, bro. The one time I went to church with this chick, uh-huh. all he did was fly around to three different churches and collect money all day. <laughs> no, and she life, was man. in when once she figured it out, she was like, "I brought you on the wrong day." It's a fucking life, man. And uh, we just so happened to be at the church that was the last one, right? Yeah. Ooh, and God damn! Who and check the this fuck out. Is this? And this dude, and this dude told him, "Okay." Out of all three churches, we want to reach this amount of money. Yeah. This church, I wanted this amount of money. We yes. made it. Yes. But God told me y'all wanted to give some more. Yes. And boy, <laughs> these motherfuckers started writing checks. Hallelujah. <laughs> I said, boy, I said, hey, hey, I'm in the wrong game. Hallelujah. Man, the uh, wrong this shit, game. Man? A contract six year hunting. Man, that's a baseball contract, bro. What the fuck is I'm this? He's preaching you, at Lakewood and getting that money? Yeah. So, uh, uh, our screen, man, our engineer pulled up an article by the dude. What's his name? Scroll up a little bit. Steve, Steven Furtick signs a six-year, $110 million contract with Lakewood Church. That is to preach. Six years, 110 fucking million. Money. Let me tell you what hustle I'm going to put my son yeah, in. He got a platinum tongue, don't he? Hey, man, he got something in that motherfucker. This old lady bro. must be real happy. <laughs> <laughs> she happy one way or the other. She yeah. happy at the bank or she happy we, in the We know crib. she ain't leaving. <laughs> hey. Now, nah, when he put them hands on, six six years, 110, 110 fucking million. Y'all got to be dollars. fucking nuts, man. Y'all got to see the fucking hustle that's going on. Anyway, I, I, <laughs> fuck, man, that shit gets annoying. I remember. Wait, wait. This, this, no, this is the biggest hustle about it, though. Don't even look at look at the fact that somebody can pay him one hundred and ten million dollars. Oh, it's there. It's in the bank. Yeah, yeah. Somebody can pay him one hundred ten. Not not just the fact that he's hustling, he making one hundred and ten yeah. million, but somebody's making enough money to pay this man right one hundred and ten million dollars. Look at that shit like a fucking salary cap, right? So this ain't the motherfucker. This ain't the whole bank account. This is the shit we can afford to pay you and yeah. still make our money. Yeah, right. I can pay you one ten because I'm making some ungodly amount yeah, exactly. of money. That exactly. is nuts, man. Hey, man, look up options on Lakewood, bro. Somebody, they, they got to be selling options on Lakewood, man. If you want to invest in something right now, invest in fucking churches. Because these Republicans that are pissed off that Trump didn't get uh, get in office, they're going to throw their money in the tithes and offerings faster than anybody. So if they start selling options in church, that's where I'm putting my motherfucking money in, man. I'm starting to buy, buy shares of churches, uh, just like people buy shares of prisons and shit. I seen a movie one time. The dude has a pistol cut out in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And his daughter got older, and she said, she say, Paul, why you always keep that pistol in that Bible? He said, because that's where all my hope lies. <laughs> One or the other. One or the other is going to get it. Hey, man. <laughs> One hey or man. the other. Two things you want to buy options in. You want to invest in churches, you want to invest in prisons. Because you got the top cop <laughs> that's the vice president of the United States, and you got these pissed-off uh, country folks that's going to go to church every fucking uh, Saturday and Sunday to try to tithe and offer their way into a Republican in four years. So if you want to invest in something, that shit you invest in. So I say I give you my story, too. I had to be a chick going to a goddamn church. Mm. I'm at uh, what was it? Fuck, found the praise. 
uh, over Missouri City. It's across the street in Catacorn to the motherfucker with the helicopter, right? So okay. one of his churches was out that okay. way. So I go in there and I'm sitting there a long time ago, a long time ago. Sitting there and um, I think I may have went, we may have went like four Sundays in a row. And I saw the main pastor preach one motherfucking time. Hmm. After that, it was guest preachers every time he came. He wasn't even there. He came one time. And matter of fact, he didn't preach. The he fucking, just in the back. The fucking uh, choir sang for most of the service. And this motherfucker pranced around repeating the shit that the choir was saying <laughs> as he was walking. He was like a hype man at that point. He wasn't even preaching, right? Uh, so past that, come time for the offering, they're going to pass collection place around. Five Let me dog. tell you what these motherfuckers did. So he had all these dudes around security that got earpieces in, right? And so I just see the motherfuckers in their pieces start scattering. So I'm paying attention. So where the motherfuckers these earpieces go, man? They're mm. supposed to be protecting the motherfucker there. These assholes go to the doors, mm-hmm. close the doors, and mm. stand in front of the doors like this when they start passing the collection plate around so you can't leave. <laughs> I said, man, if y'all don't see this motherfucker hustle, boy, I'm glad, hey. I, bu- glad, glad I bought my pistol with me today, hey. man. <laughs> so hey. I have to shoot my way out this hole. Boy, I'm telling you. It's, 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 and, it's, and it's amazing to me what people don't see. Because they're so caught up emotionally and that they don't see what's really going on around them. Yeah. When they when they humming and they, and they ain't getting enough money, so they keep it going a little bit longer. Oh, I know the spirit going to hit you eventually. Just come on down. It's, just, it's the age-old slide of hand. Yeah. I just I, and, so, and so that's the first one that pissed me off. Second one was when he had the guest pastors come and it was birthdays and shit like that. So this one, these motherfuckers come and they preach. And they say, well, we got to give them a love offering. What the fuck is a love offering? I, you know, I grew up in country churches. We ain't never had no shit like that. I don't fuck a love offering. Yeah, that's when you take an offering and the money goes straight to the preacher's pocket. That's what happened. But you know how it even got there, though? They was, they was tipping this motherfucker like a stripper. So as the mm-hmm. gas preacher was on stage, they had motherfuckers walk down the aisle and throw money on the stage. Like an African wedding? Yeah. Oh, they, like they, a Nigerian they, wedding? They, Boo. And put it on your forehead. Nah, they threw it on like a stripper because they threw it on the ground. And have somebody come pick that shit yeah, up. Let it rain. Yeah, and this motherfucker was looking at it like, ooh, I see a 20. Ooh, I see a honey. He calling this shit out. I was like, ain't I this mean, Hey, hey, what strippers do? They just make you feel a, better about yourself. I'm just saying, at least have a motherfucker up there making a shake. All I'm saying is, you know, they got the same jobs, kind of, sort of. Look, man, all I'm saying is he had, it was some strippers there. You know what I'm saying? If he had them on stage, it would have made me feel a little bit better <laughs> about the shit that was going on. If you're going to hustle, at least give me a show. You know? <laughs> so that shit is, man, I we, we can go church stories down. Bro, I, it's, just, it's just... And, and it amazes me to no end when I sit and I when I when I used to go or you know every once in a while you know you would meet somebody and you go because they want you to go and you say oh, you know I'll try it yeah, see what it's it. like fuck it yeah, yeah just, you know whatever and it just amazes me that people don't see it and they don't they don't understand it they don't get it yeah you know they really don't realize what's happening around them. And then they look at you, and then we're the bad people because we see it. Yeah, I'd be curious to know how much money, and I don't know. I'm not speculating or putting it out there. I'd be interested to know how much or if Lakewood Church, that can afford to pay a guy six years, $110 million, how much money they donated to their congregation that's out of work. I'm just curious. Now, I don't know if they've done it or not. I'm just curious as if, if there was a mechanism. Because if you can afford, with a congregation in Houston at one church, if you can afford to pay one guy – $110 million, you can afford to cut some $1,200 stimulus checks for people in your congregation mm-hmm. that are on the sick and shut-in list. So I'm curious as to how that happens. Because the most I've seen in other churches when I used to go is, you know, they may send you some flowers or something if you're sick or they come and visit you and shit and hold your motherfucking hand. Mm-hmm. But I ain't, fruit basket, yeah, but I ain't seen no checks. Yeah, I ain't seen no checks come out. 
you late you late on your you late on your mortgage, you late on your rent, you lost your job and shit like that. I'm I'm curious to see if any of these these places that you're putting money into, um, if if they let's see. Fundraising, mission and outreach, one point two million, general administrative, TV mission. So we're looking at the breakdown of Lakewood's budget, which is ninety million dollars a year. And so God damn, their weekly services and programs bring a thirty. Wow, thirty four point seven. That's shit. Night of Hope event, six point seven million. TV ministry, twenty five mil. General administrative, general and administrative, eleven point five million. <laughs> Fundraising, eleven point nine. Mission and outreach, one point two. So the the, I'm curious, and if you guys are Lakewood goers and you've been there before, send us a DM or, or come to us on YouTube or something like that, or just send me a text message. I'm curious to know if any church that you go to, if you go to any of these mega churches. I'm curious to know if any of these churches that you are aware of have given money to anybody who's lost their job because of COVID or anything else. I'm very curious, right? Because you're putting money in there for hope, right? And you're uh, supposedly you're putting it into a, a mechanism that's supposed to be doing good for the public, right? There's mission trips and shit like that. There's fish plates, shit like that. Mm-hmm. But are they, you put money in, are you getting any money out? I'm just curious uh, if anybody's benefiting from this. And like I said, I don't know. So I'm not going to make a statement that say they don't, but I will say, I don't think they're doing it. I ain't heard they doing it. <laughs> ain't nobody told me that. No, nah, we cool. The church got us. We ain't got to worry about uh, the government giving us a $1,200 check. Shit, we go down to the mega church right there. As long as we've been a member and mm. we've been tithing for a certain amount of time, we can get some of that bread back. Or, hey, I'm trying to start a new business. They got a small business fund. I've been tithing over here for a little bit and they're going to give me a little hey. money to help me start my business. Hey, if you can afford to give somebody $110 million for six years. I'm just curious, man. People, people, people wake up from the fucking hustle. Just that's I, I'll say that in short. We can we can sit here and speculate and go and go down down the path. I'm not. This isn't a, a fact finding podcast. You can go and, and check this, the fucking facts is, on this it. This is what's, what's this is life. Yeah, and, and this is what what's crazy about that is that not just ball player money or whatever, but that is an insane amount of money. For that type of of job, yeah. For you to be an example to people, yes. Now we talk all the time about you know athletes and and actors not supposed to be role models, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But this person is supposed to be a role model. That that is the purpose. This person is supposed to be the person that's showing you the right way. Yes, you're according supposed to, be to closer to God to whatever faith it is. That person yes. is up there in front of you teaching you is supposed to be the role model. The person showing you the right way. Mm-hmm. For somebody like that to make $110 million in six years, I mean, you can make half of that. You know what you can do with that other half and still be living wonderfully. Very well. Still be living very, very, very. Because let's say, you don't, very there's wonderful. no retirement age in preaching. This is yeah. So after, yeah. after six years, he's going to get that right. second contract. You know what I mean? It's going to be worth more money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could be making one or two million a year and still be living yes. just ridiculous. You know, what, yes. you know what kind of good things could come out of that kind of money? Mm-hmm. But instead, you decide to pay somebody to preach that kind of money. Yeah, that's insane. That's nuts to me. Um, that is nuts to me. And I just, yeah, Jesus Christ. And, and if I um, if I was a, a, a billionaire, millionaire, super wealthy person, and I was going to church and tithing, if yeah. I saw that, I would stop going to that church. Yeah, this is where my money's going. Yeah, I could just do that on my own. I just go. I'd go donate to people. Yeah, yeah. this like this that. is where my money is going to pay somebody one hundred ten million dollars yeah. to preach for six years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes, 
That's nuts. I come in here, you better be serving breakfast tacos and uh, gentleman jack uh, and all kind of stuff. And you better point the strippers out in the congregation. Boy. Um hey, so, you gotta have real praise dancers. So, you know what I'm saying? So, hey man, yeah, that was <laughs> Well, let's not have a conversation about that goddamn praise dancer. <laughs> I said, with the professional dancers you have in this motherfucking congregation, and you got this motherfucker waving her arms, you can give me a better show than this for money I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. paying. <laughs> that's, that's insane, man. It's um, insane. Outside of that, man, let's get to the segment of uh, the shit we've been watching. So, uh, Finish Ooh. the Blood of Zeus, which yeah, is good. And you? I will tell you, uh, waiting, waiting on the next season. Right on mm-hmm. next year. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was a break from the the norm, the monotony yeah. and shit. It was kind of cool to see Zeus was ain't what, ain't shit, and he had a he had a head old lady at the crib that like fucking shit up because yeah. <laughs> he yeah. wasn't shit. Yeah, <laughs> wow. that was hilarious. Um, I'm watching now. If you want to see some shit, with just just a lot of motherfuckers get shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gangs of London. Gangs of on London on AMC Plus. Okay. Um, it's just. There's some times in there where they do the story development, but there's some times where they just start an episode where they just laying everybody down. Okay. I mean, okay. everybody down. Mm-hmm. Um, also watching Fargo this season with uh, Chris Rock. I've never watched Fargo before. Um, it's an interesting story. It's 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 a little slower um, than I like, but ain't shit else on TV. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to make it through this season. I'm, I'm, the storyline is pretty good. I don't think the actors in it are very great. Yeah. Um, but the storyline itself is pretty interesting. Uh, it's supposed to be loosely based on real events uh, that happened, which is pretty cool. Chris Rock is getting you know back into acting at this point in time. Um, so I, I, that's, that's entertaining. But Gangs of London, though, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really going. I, I'm doing the free trial of ANC+. Plus. And let me tell you how they're doing the hustle now on, on – uh, all the networks mm-hmm. so you have your regular networks that if you have cable you get access to the app for, right for cable right but what they're doing is they're creating the plus where they're only putting select yeah shows yeah. on the plus so you got to get the plus to get yeah. the shows right it's like disney plus but then you can't watch mulan you had to pay more money to watch exactly it, which wasn't that great anyway exactly so what i do is i wait for the season to end on a show that i want to see mm-hmm. i get the free week and then I'm going to binge watch this bitch through the week yeah, and I'm going to cancel the subscription right before right, it goes. Right, Because ain't shit else on AMC Plus I want to see. Yeah. But Gangs of London, if you want to see some shit with motherfuckers just get laid down um, in a variety of ways, it's a very interesting show. Um, I think it's some more shit. Anything you watching now? Yeah. So uh, I was thinking about you the other day. Okay. Uh, so first of all, shout out to Netflix for putting the old school Kung Fu flicks back on there. Oh yeah, I first see you, of all, was lifting the other day. Five yeah, elements, man. you know. I'm in the garage, you know, moving some iron. When you're watching Thirty Six Chamber, yeah, you know, just bring back the old old days. Yeah, you know. got me in there, you know, hitting the heavy bag again. Uh-huh. Wait, you get your wing chun well, down I'm me so in there. I'm so sore right now. Hey, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm already looking at plans. But uh, I watched this movie. It was either Man with a Million Kicks or a Thousand Kicks. Mm-hmm. It was a horrible dub over. Yeah. But when I tell you this little dude was fucking moving. Yeah. Hey, this dude was uh, what's your boy that played uh, Darth Maul uh, and played Toad? Oh, I know you talking, uh, talking about. I don't remember the name, but I Ray, Ray Park. Yeah, Ray Park. Ray Park. Mm-hmm. Hey, he moved like Ray Park. <laughs> he a little dude, but man, this dude is moving, bro. Yeah. And I'm, okay. when I say moving, I was like, oh, okay. okay. Only little people can move that fast. When you six three, you can't move like that. Yeah. But it, it was very, very horrible movie. Mm-hmm. But some of the fight scenes were really, really good. This dude was okay. doing it. I give him, I give him a shout out. Uh, Forge and Fire. I've been catching yeah, up yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's doing the blade. You work. know what? I am extremely intrigued by this. Like to a point to where I never, I hadn't been intrigued by a show like this in a very, very long time. What, now you want to start smithing, smithing some blades? Hey, now and some I found a class already for for the uh, spring. Hey man, hey. it's like a three day course. Hey man, this is this is um, your time to do some plus. Shit, plus, man. you got to learn some stuff just in case you never know. But mm. 
Uh, I'm intrigued not only by the the science that's behind it, by mm-hmm. by learning the the metal work and how how the metals, the different types of metals, and the, yes, uh, the acid and just all this other different stuff that I'm just just watching. Yeah. But I'm also intrigued, of course, by the physical work, mm-hmm. right? But then by the artistic value that it holds. Yeah. Uh, and then bringing all these things together. Yeah. To to create something. Yeah, cause I, I, a lot and of, then to create something that can kill on top of that. A lot of work that that you know when you do work with your hands, a lot of time it's therapeutic. Right? Yeah, so exactly. you just you get caught in that thing and you don't think about anything else, right? Yeah. Whether it's woodwork, whether you do welding, whether you um, you know whether you make blades or anything like that. Some of it is is therapy, right? You sit there and you're you're involved and you're focused on the task at hand. And then, yeah, if you can produce something that you can look at or use, that's like yeah. that. It's fucking dope. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm extremely intrigued by the 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 multitude or the different things that you have to know in order to do it well. The, the woodwork, 2022, Bane's gonna um, be on. Uh, you know, knowing how to weld. Yeah, it's just it's just so forged in fire. 2022, hey, I'm it's, calling it's it. So many different things that that when I'm watching it, I'm not just looking at the knives. I'm looking at the process, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the people that have the ability to do and do it well. Yeah. Yeah, because I know. watched the first episode after you told me this motherfucker was trying to use coal to make some knives out of like a block of metal and shit. Yeah, like, you gonna make something out of this shit? Yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> hey, here's an old car. You're gonna make knives. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm very intrigued by, it. and then of course the challenge that's behind it. Mm-hmm. You know. So next year we're gonna we're getting into some things. So, yeah, so forged and fire is your shit. And you didn't like Shit's Creek. I like. I didn't, Creek. I didn't like it. Was it was too Creek. corny for me? Not too corny for me. It wasn't funny enough and corny. Okay. I can do really corny if it's really funny. Yes. But it wasn't funny enough for me to deal with the corniness behind it. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I rocked it. That was uh, that was my problem with it. I finished I finished all seven seasons and shit um at the house and I think it was a it was a break from the norm of shows mm-hmm. that I watch, which I like. So I break up all the, you know, the killing shit and then go watch Shit's Creek, you know, for yeah, a couple episodes right. and then break yeah. back, right? The same thing with, with Kim's Convenience and some other stuff that I watched or uh, I never watched Parks and Recs when it was out, so I wouldn't watch stuff like that. Um, yeah. But it breaks up the monotony. So those are some some shows uh, recommended. I mean, shit ain't no movies and shit out now to, to, <laughs> no, <laughs> to talk about what movies you're watching. I just throw something on there just to see if it's any good and half the time cut it off after 20 minutes. Yeah, I rewatched uh, The Last Bad Boys uh, the other day just to watch the kid, the son mm-hmm. that was killing everybody. Knife work. <laughs> Blade work. <laughs> Yeah. You talk about rewind? <laughs> <laughs> rewind? Um, there's something artistic about stuff like that, man. It's like dancing. Um, yes, that's why the old conflict flick's so great, man. Oh, man, I loved them. I you love know, them. It's, you, you, it, the choreography was so yeah. amazing. And I can't imagine the time and the effort that it takes to make something like that without all the special effects that we have now. Yeah. You know, without, yeah. I mean, not only do you have to physically be in the shape to do it. Mm-hmm. But you have to have it, the the essence of the art behind it and the mm-hmm. control is just it's just amazing. What I say, you may actually like this. And I, I watched a couple, but I haven't got through all of them. Is um, an action star Scott Atkins, who's in a uh, Boyka, mm-hmm. all the Boyka movies. So he has, um, so he's been in martial arts movies for his career. He has a a podcast slash show now where he interviews old action star characters, right? Mm-hmm. So he has like Michael J. White, Steven Seagal, and all that stuff, and they talk about you know, their journeys and the different martial arts that they do and stuff like that. So that's another time killer you can watch on YouTube. Okay. Uh, just pull up Scott Scott Atkins. Um, 
yeah, he has a good good YouTube show. But yeah, he, he pulls up all the stuff like American Ninja. Like oh, he put man. he pulls up all the old guys <laughs> that we used to watch, um, which is pretty cool. Just just hearing them talk about shit. Yeah. Um, right. Um, and he also is fun. He also has a YouTube where he shows you how to do the the different moves he does. Right. So mm-hmm. here's how ki- this kick does in Muay Thai. Here's how they do it in Taekwondo. Here's how they do it, and you know such and such. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also fun to do when you're in a garage with your heavy bag and shit, and you want to do some fun stuff. Man, you know what I also couldn't watch, bro. I tried to watch the Kingdom. Yes, I got through like two episodes and I couldn't watch it no oh, more. Man, I, it was I, just, I finished. I finished I like the season. I couldn't man. watch it. I was like, "What is this? This is horrible." I finished. I finished the season. the The guys they have fighting shouldn't be the guys they have fighting. So the coach, the guy who runs the gym, he's the only fighter among everybody that's there, right? But he doesn't fight because he's the owner of the gym. He's old. Yeah, I, I tried to watch it, man. Because that's, that's the same dude that was in uh, yeah. Captain America yeah. and all that shit. So he, he and actually, he had that martial arts show yeah, on Netflix. So he too. actually fights, but the other guys don't fight. But I. I watched it because one, it was it was fighting and one shit on, else on. But the other part is they're just so messed up, man. They just they some messed up people on this show. I, just, I couldn't get far enough to to get into it, like the, how messed up they were. Okay, I couldn't get that far, like watching it. I'm just like this is it's horrible. Yeah, you watch their training, you watch the stuff they do in the cage, you even watch their fights. It's like hey, um, you this only is, got like one decent actor in the whole thing. Yeah, I'm this like, is this is rough. Um, but I can go back to other old shows and be like, yeah, there's no reason I should have been watching this, and I'll never rewatch it. Well, it's, yeah, it's a whole uh, bunch of those. So, so, so Kingdom, I, I'll never rewatch, but I was in it, so I was like, I'm going to finish this just because mm-hmm. I'm here. Uh, and there's some fighting stuff, and there's no other fighting shows on TV. <laughs> so it's where I am. Uh, anything else you want to shout out before we get out of here, man, other than the, the Trolls uh, and all the Troll troll uh, series on Netflix that you can watch? Uh, no, man, you know, it, it, it's a good time. The thing I like about binge-watching stuff is that when you have time to sit down and you just want to relax, you can do it. Mm. Like I, the one thing I hate about like some of these, uh, then we let it go. I guess is about some of these stuff. Is that some of these streaming services are now releasing stuff once a week. Yeah. If I wanted to watch stuff once a week, I watch rather you watch TV. TV. Yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Into the Badlands. That was oh yeah, too. I'm still waiting for him to get past that last season. But yeah, like they just they did, took a hiatus on it. But yeah. but that but that black dude though. <laughs> The fat back dude? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to close my eyes and shit. We're going to get to it? I loved it. I'm just, uh, don't release stuff once a week. That's what regular, the whole point is to get away from regular TV watching. Yeah. And the the point is that when I have time to sit down, I want to watch two, three, or four episodes. Or say, I just have a weekend off. Yeah. And I just want to binge watch eight episodes or something. Yeah. Then I, then I have that luxury of doing so. Yeah. I hate the fact that now they started getting to that point where some of these, these streaming services are releasing stuff once a week. Yeah, it's irritating to me. Yeah, I, I I think they're trying to correct some of what Netflix was doing by releasing the whole season, and they want you to spread it out because they want you to keep coming back, right? Versus doing what I'm doing, where I'm a binge watch for a week and then cut it off. Mm-hmm. They want to keep you there for the subscription yeah. purposes. So, like I said, I just, I wait for the seasons to be over. I don't pay attention to social media and spoilers, and then I go back and watch it. So I be I'm, right. I'm late to stuff now. Where I used to be like. You know, Game of Thrones. I have it recorded. And I'm watching it live, and I was like, I wait till everything's done. Yeah, and go back and, and watch the whole thing. I go back and thing. watch it, and then I can, I can, I can go through it. I don't forget the storyline because my brain is crap now. Hmm. Um, any of that stuff. But that's it, man. Shout out. Uh, like I said, we got our, we got our, we got our, our preferred engineer on back there behind the boards today. He's doing a good job pulling up the the screens as we we talk about stuff. Um, Shout out to everybody who's listening, man. New listeners, old listeners, find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, wherever you find mm-hmm. your podcast. We're on Anchor. Um, you know, give us a shout out. Give us a shout out on the uh, on the Instagram page. Send us DMs if you have any questions. Yeah. If you got any topics, because I, I hear people people talk to me on the side. They send us messages on the side about stuff we talk about and stuff they want us to talk about, but they don't, you know they don't ever say nothing on the page or. 
or, or really give us a topic, they come to us after. Uh, so we, you know, we wing this. We don't, we don't really come in. We don't do pre-production anymore. We're used to. Yeah, yeah. We used, we, to, we used talking, to, but talking half the time you get away from it anyways, you know. Yeah, we just get in and talk and drink. But this is, this is what we do. Yeah, I feel like we should we should Dave Chappelle and just smoke wherever the fuck we at. So we just smoke cigars in here. Like, he smokes cigarettes everywhere. Because <laughs> um, ain't, ain't nobody in here. We'll worry about it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> we'll bring some incense. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Old school. Yeah, some. Uh, appreciate you guys. We're about to get out of here and get something to eat, man. It's about feeding time. Yeah, yeah, time to eat. Shout out to all the people out there. Yeah, man. Enjoy this we, beautiful weather in Houston, man. Enjoy this the weather. We appreciate you. We, we love some of y'all. Most of y'all we don't, but it's all right. We'll still talk to you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Have a drink with us, smoke a stick. Yeah, I'm going to try to get a picture of Bane in these cowboy boots with his uh, sweatpants tucked inside him, just so you know how crazy this guy comes outside. <laughs> Yo, it is what it is, man. I, I understand. See, this is what happens. When you're when you, when you when you're a certain size, you got a certain attitude, you can walk in any place, any motherfucking kind of way you hey, want to. Bro, I'm back down to 270 right now. He's back down to 270. Back down to 270. Let me stop because I'm getting fat because my number's getting higher, his is getting lower. We can't meet mm. in the middle. Let me tell you, because I ain't got mm. the height. My shit don't spread <laughs> out like his does. <laughs> 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 it's all right, though, because you got a beard. Oh, that's that's what makes it okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I ain't making the money I was making before. I got I got to do something to cover this shit up. Huh. Uh, <laughs> Whiskey every podcast, man. Y'all have a good time, yo, man. We out this go. bitch. All mm. right.